This is a message that was recorded at Word of Life, a London City Church in Lewisham, London. May God bless you as you listen. Jesus Christ, Lord, we come, oh God, Lord, with humility, knowing that, Lord God Almighty, except you direct our path, except you direct our steps, oh God, we will just wander aimlessly, oh God, Father God, even in this new year. But Lord, we don't want to wander aimlessly. And so, Lord, we come to you tonight. We come to seek your face, consigning your direction, consigning, oh God, all that you have for us this year, oh God. We're praying, oh God, Lord, for your visions. Father, we pray, Lord, make it plain to us in the name of Jesus, that we might write it down in the name of Jesus. Father God, that we might run with it in the name of Jesus. Father, begin to speak to us, oh God. Show us, oh God, the direction that you want us to go, the visions, oh God, that you have for us for this year, the plans that you have for us to walk in for this year, the goals that you want us to set, oh God, and run with, oh God. We pray in the name of Jesus that Lord, you will begin, Lord, to speak to us by your spirit. Open our ears to hear you. Speak to us even when we are laying down, when we are awake, oh God. Speak to us, oh God. Make it clear, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for each one of us, everyone present, everyone listening online. We're praying, oh God, that this year, oh God, we will be a people of clear vision. We will be a people, oh God, of, oh God, who have received the plans and the purposes of God and are running with them in the name of Jesus. We pray that we will not, oh God, Lord, walk aimlessly, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray that, Lord, as we run with your vision, as we run with your plans for our lives, as we run with your goals for our lives, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, that at the end of the year, we will have cause to glorify your name in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray that we will run with the vision. We will run all through the year. We will have tenacity. To keep running, to keep going in the direction that God wants us to go. Let's pray that we will not grow weary, we will not grow tired, we will not become discouraged. We will hold on. 
vision to those heavenly visions and we will run with them in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible assures us that all even though they tarry, they will come to pass. Father God, we have that assurance and that confidence as we run with your visions and your plans, they will come to pass. Thank you, Lord, that, Lord, there will be many testimonies, Father God, in this house. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want us to also pray one more prayer, sorry. I want us to pray. You know, discouragement is a real thing. Hallelujah. Discouragement is a real thing. Discouragement can, can touch any single person. If none of us are immune to discouragement. And I want us to pray. I want us to pray for ourselves. I want us to pray for anyone that is discouraged tonight. Even King David, he was discouraged. And when we read the Psalms, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm a part of my journey at the moment is reading the Psalms. We see how, you know, he, he, he outlines, you know, the discouragement that he was going through. But the good thing is that he kept running to God. So let's pray for anyone that is discouraged right now. If you are discouraged tonight, I just want to say to you that God is with you. God is with you in your situation, where you are. He knows, he sees, you know, what blesses me. If he, if he saw what the children of Israel were going through, you know, under Pharaoh, you know, but and he came true for them, then he will come true for you as well. Hallelujah. And we're just going to pray also for strength for you in this season that you are. In the name of Jesus. So, Father God, we just lift up our voices right now. Father God, Lord, we bring your people. I just bring your people before you right now. Everyone here, oh God, everyone watching, that is discouraged right now. Father God, we pray against every spirit of discouragement in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we pray that that discouragement will lift in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray, oh God, that Lord God Almighty, you will visit your children, oh God. Lord, you will make yourself real to them. Father God, that they will know that, Lord, you are with them. You will never leave them nor forsake them, no matter how dark it gets, oh God. No matter how hard it gets, oh God. You are with each one, oh God. And you, oh God, will come true for each one. In the name of Jesus, we pray for grace and strength for each one at the moment, oh God. No matter what they're battling with, oh God, that is causing the discouragement. We're praying, oh God, that your strength will carry them through. Your strength that carried Job through, oh God, to that place, oh God, where, oh Lord God Almighty, he saw the salvation of the Lord. I'm praying that that grace will carry each one through, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And oh God, at the end of the day, each one will have cause to glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Tonight, I am going to be speaking on the topic, commitment and faithfulness. I'm going to be attempting, you know, actually, attempting to, 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 to say a few things on commitment and faithfulness. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for tonight. I thank you for this privilege to be standing here tonight, Lord God Almighty. It's not because, Lord God Almighty, I have all the answers. I know it all, Lord, of my 
myself or I have nothing, oh God, that I can bring. But Lord, I just rely on your Holy Spirit tonight in the name of Jesus to speak through me and to touch each one of your people. Lord, even tonight in the name of Jesus, that you will touch each one, oh God, where they are at. And Lord, you will speak to each one, oh God. And Lord, God Almighty, you will bless each one in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, and Lord, you will have your way in this place. I pray that your word that will comfort will not return to you void. It will accomplish, oh God, change and transformation in our lives. It will bring us even into a greater level of sanctification in the mighty name of Jesus. We just pray, Lord, have your way tonight, oh God. Let your spirit be at work. Let your spirit move in our lives tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of us know that God is looking for committed and faithful disciples? Hallelujah. He's looking for his children to be committed and to be faithful. And the question is, I like asking questions, are, are you and I committed to God? Can we take a moment, take a pause and think about it and say, yes, I am a committed child of God. I am a faithful child of God. Are you committed to God? Are you committed to his kingdom? Are you committed to his church? I think. Some people think I'm committed to God, but church, you know, I, I, I don't need to. You know, it's very unscriptural. You cannot be committed to God, committed to his kingdom, and not committed to his church. Because his church is part of it. His church is his body. The Bible says, you know, describes the church as the body of Christ. Okay, so you can't separate it. Hallelujah. So are you committed? Am I committed to his church? Are you committed to his word? Am I committed to his word? Are you, a, are you committed to his people? To the, you know, to your brothers and sisters in Christ? Hallelujah. You know, we are on this journey where we, the word is telling us that we are living stones and we are all being built up into a spiritual house. The Bible tells us that we are members one of another. So, you know, there is a level of commitment to one another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there is a cost to being a disciple. And Jesus, as we know, said, go and make disciples of all people. And there is a cost to it. And that cost is called commitment. Hallelujah. It's called commitment. And we're going to look at a few scriptures. In Luke chapter 9, verse 57 to 62, we're going to read that. The cost of a disciple is commitment. Hallelujah. You know, it's not just about being a Christian in name. It's about being committed to Christ committed to the cause of Christ, committed to the kingdom of God, committed to his church, committed to everything that has to do with God and Christ. Hallelujah. And that's why Jesus, when he said, go and make disciples, he said, teaching them, teaching them to observe all that I have taught you. Hallelujah. So in Luke chapter 9, verse 57 to 62, this is what it says. It says, now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. 
And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and beds of the air have nets, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Hallelujah. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid, my, bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. So we can see here that Jesus was talking about quite a high level of commitment. And this is what God is challenging us and challenging me and is challenging us. And that's why sometimes things seem to become uncomfortable because God is wanting us to come up to new levels of commitment. He wants it to be Him and Him only. Hallelujah. Not just Him added on you know, when it's convenient. You understand? So it says here, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back. And this is not just talking about, you know, somebody becoming an apostate and just, you know, denying Christ. This is some, this is talking about being distracted by other things and putting other things before Christ. Okay, so I just wanted to give that clarification. Jesus is, so this is high level of commitment. And God is saying, this is what is demanding of us in this season and in this time. Hallelujah. In this season and this time that we're talking about keeping the fire burning, is demanding a level of commitment that is unfortunately not present in the body of Christ at this time and in this season. And God is calling us back to that. Hallelujah. Another scripture, you know, that can seem a little bit scary sometimes. It's found in Luke chapter 14. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 14, verse 25. Luke 14, 25. It says, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and he said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. So, remember I said earlier, the cost of discipleship is commitment. It's commitment. Commitment. God is looking. My message to us tonight, God is looking for committed Christians. Committed disciples. You know, disciples that he can rely on. Disciples that he can rely on to continue to, you know, take the message out there, to continue to do the work of the kingdom, to continue to do what they are supposed to do. Is looking for commitment. So he's saying here that if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life, he cannot be my my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come, come after me cannot be my disciple. So he's, he, 
it's a, I don't even know how to explain. It's a high level of commitment that we are called to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we look at the early church, look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. The early church were committed. They were so committed. They were extremely committed. The moment that they gave their lives to Christ, the moment that Christ became Lord and Savior, their commitment to Christ was undisputed. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2.42, it says, And they continued steadfastly, that is, consistently, in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. The disciples were committed to the word of God. So the Bible says they continued in it, in, in the apostles' doctrine. They were committed to the word of God. They were committed to fellowship. They were committed to the ordinances. They were committed to prayers. They were faithful to those things. They were committed. And we know the story as a result of this level of commitment and devotion. Things began to happen in that early church. The, church, the Bible says the church continued to grow. Hallelujah. The church continued to and I'm praying that, you know, there will be a new wave of God's moving in the body of Christ and in word of life that will bring about levels of commitment and faithfulness that we have not seen in a long time. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Galatians 6, verse 9 says, And let us grow, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Here now is talking about being faithful in doing good, in doing what we're supposed to do, in doing what is right. Hallelujah. Being faithful, keeping on being faithful in doing good, in doing the right thing. So you see that commitment and faithfulness go together. Many a minister's frustration, many a pastor's frustration is based on lack of faithful men and faithful women, committed men and committed women. Because you see, this work cannot be done by one person. No matter how anointed they are, no matter how full of the Spirit they are, we are one body, members of one another. And God has called us together to do the work of the kingdom. And so each person's part, we, we, when you go to the book of Corinthians, there's not time tonight to go in, in, into that. You know, First Corinthians chapter 12. Talks about the spiritual gifts. It talks about, you know, these gifts and the fact that, you know, each part is needed. Each part is needed. And I pray that, you know, every believer will come to a revelation that their part is needed. So when one person does not understand commitment and faithfulness, they don't actually realize that that kind of mindset is actually doing havoc to. 
body of Christ, the work of the kingdom. Because they feel like, it doesn't matter. I'm not needed. You know? No. Each part is needed. When you read, you can, when you go home, you can read First Corinthians 12. Read the whole chapter and you will see what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Just going through scriptures tonight. Second Timothy 4 verse 7. Second Timothy 4 verse 7. Paul he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. He was committed. He said in the book of Acts that he was committed to the heavenly vision. He was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. He committed himself to it. And you know, as I was thinking about this message, I was thinking about Paul. Is it prison? Is it beating? Is it, you know, you know um, people turning against him? What did he not go through? But he, because of his commitment to Christ, because of his commitment to the heavenly vision, because of his commitment to the kingdom of God, he kept going. He kept going. He stayed faithful till the end. Hallelujah. And it was because of that that he was able to say, I have fought the good fight. In other words, it has not been easy to stay committed. It has not been easy to be faithful. But I have fought it. I have persevered. And I'm praying that that spirit of perseverance, each one of us will walk in it in the name of Jesus. Because you know the Bible says there is a crown laid up. There is a crown laid up for each purpose. Hallelujah. So we're not just doing this in vain. So when some people look at you and think, oh, you're faithful, how what can you show for it? Oh my goodness, they are so mistaken. They are so ignorant. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. 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 I want to read up the Second Timothy chapter 4, verse says, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the thing. Oh, is it? Oh, oh my goodness, I'm looking at the wrong part of the... Yes, it is. So verse 8 is what I want to read. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearance. All who have stayed committed and faithful even to the very end. Amen? Amen. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God 
in Christ Jesus. Here we see a man of commitment saying, you know what? Forget it about everything that's happened. Bad, good, ugly. I'm just pressing. I'm pressing. I'm pressing. Hallelujah. He was faithful to the end. He was faithful and committed to the heavenly vision given to him. Hallelujah. In Second Chronicles verse, uh, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. A powerful scripture. It says, For the eyes of the Lord runs to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Whose heart is committed to him. He's looking, he's looking all through the earth. Because he's a God that wants to bless. He's a God that wants to shower his goodness, his mercy upon his children. So he said, he's looking. He's looking. Out of my children. He's looking. Hallelujah. For those whose heart is loyal to him, committed to him, faithful to him. Hallelujah. So that he can do that good. Amen. So God is looking for our hearts to be loyal to him, he wants us to be faithful. Another scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. This is one of my favorite scriptures. 15, 58, 1 Corinthians. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, so God is speaking to you and I tonight. My beloved, we are his beloved children. We are his beloved. He loves us. He's speaking to us. You know, as a father, we speak to his children. A good father. A caring father. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Steadfast. Immovable. Always abounding. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain. I want to encourage us tonight. None of our labor is in vain. None of our labor. And sometimes, yes, we do feel that it's in vain. Even we as pastors, sometimes we look back and we think, wow, all these years of sowing, what, what, what does it amount to? Well, you know, based on the word of God that cannot fail, hallelujah, our labor is not in vain. Every labor, every, every, every thing that you have sown concerning the kingdom, you're being faithful, you're being committed, you're enduring, God sees it all, and your labor will not be in vain. There are people that have labored in this house, and they continue to labor, and I challenge those who are, uh, that have not been faithful, and have not been committed. This is a new season. This is a new season. And say, go to God and say, Lord, I want to become committed. I want to be faithful. And the Lord will help you. Hallelujah. You know, and time does not permit us, but read the story of Ruth. Ruth. Ruth was faithful. You know, there were two of them, Opa and Ruth. But she stopped it. She stopped unto Naomi. She stayed true. She was committed to her. She was faithful. And we all know outcome. We all know the outcome of Ruth's commitment and faithfulness. 
is because she recognized that the God that Naomi served was the true God. And finally, when you read Jesus himself, because he's our, he's our master, he's the one that we, you know, that, that we look to. In Luke, and this is my final scripture, In Luke um, 19, verse 11 to 24, Jesus encourages us to be faithful with our gifts. And we know the story, how he gave our gifts. He gave our talents. Hallelujah. He gave it out. He gave out different number of talents to three people. And we see that the first two were what? Let's go to it. Luke 19. So that you know which one I'm talking about. This is the story of the talents. Luke chapter 19. Just very quickly. Luke 19. And verse 11. From verse 11. This is the parable of the miners. Okay. And it talks about, you know, um, I'll read from verse 15. And so it was that when he returned, Having received the kingdom, he then commanded the servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Master, your miner has earned ten miners. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful and very little. Have authority over ten cities. The benefit of faithfulness. And the second came saying, Master, your miners and five miners. Likewise, he said to him, you also be over five cities. Then another came said, saying, Master, here is your miner, which I have kept away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect what you do not deposit and reap what you do not sow. And he said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you. You wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by him, Take the miner from him and give it to him who has ten miners. But they said to him, Master, he has ten miners. For I say to you that everyone who has will be given from him who does not have. Even what he has will be taken away from him. So you see, the, 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 the outcome of not being faithful and Committed is that even that which you have been given legitimately by God is taken away. May that not be our portion in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet as we close tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your word to us tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you are calling us to levels of commitment and faithfulness, Lord God Almighty, greater levels. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you are speaking also to each one, O oh God. That Lord hasn't, O oh God, Lord, counted the cost of being a disciple, O oh God. Has not, O oh God, Lord God Almighty, shown themselves faithful. Your word says that oh, everyone who is a steward must show themselves faithful, Lord. We're praying that, Lord God Almighty, this will be a new dawn. 
this will be a new day, a day of change, a day, oh God, where we begin, oh God, to commit, oh God, wholeheartedly to you, and also to be faithful, to be faithful in every area that you have called us to. We ask for your grace, we ask for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, and we pray that, Lord, as we do this, oh God, we will, oh God, be a partaker of the benefits in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And if there's anyone here or anyone listening tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He's the only one that can cause you to become a committed and a faithful Christian. And so I just want to give you an opportunity to just surrender your life to Jesus. Do not leave it till another moment. This is the day of salvation. Tomorrow might be too late. And I just really encourage you to surrender your life to Jesus Christ tonight. So please pray with me if you want to surrender your life to the Lord even tonight. Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. I confess all my sins to you right now and I ask for your forgiveness. I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I acknowledge him as my Lord and my Savior. I ask him to come into my life and to take over and to make me brand new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you pray that prayer, please contact us. I'm gonna worship you forever. For all of eternity, you're gonna worship.